You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 373. In this episode, I talk to Natalia Vikovsky about how to build your personal brand on LinkedIn. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today, I speak with Natalia Vikovsky, a doctor in philosophy turned personal branding strategist. She is known as the LinkedIn marketing unicorn. She's also a speaker and an author. She has become a LinkedIn learning author, creating online courses for LinkedIn. And today we speak about how to build your personal brand on LinkedIn. If there was ever a time to brush up on your skills on LinkedIn and improve your personal branding, then it is now. Before we dive in, I want to share the amazing feedback we got from the live bootcamp, Create Your Recession-Proof Offer in 48 Hours. We had hundreds and hundreds of entrepreneurs, both offline and online, creating a new offer for their business in less than two days. We have been since then received messages and emails if we would do this ever again. And yes, we have decided to do it again. Go to the show notes and you'll find the link to sign up for another live bootcamp, create your recession-proof offer in less than 48 hours. The show notes you'll find at stigma.com forward slash 373. And there you will also find links to Natalia and her brand new book, Personal Branding with LinkedIn. I am so excited to be here with Natalia Vihovsky and talk about LinkedIn and personal branding. Welcome on the show, Natalia. Thank you so much, Sigrun. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Yes. And I was sharing with you before how I found you. I tell my audience how I find my guests. Many of them have been my friends, Facebook friends for years, or we've met in person. But sometimes I find this random person on the internet, and that's you. And I think that's very cool. So I was scrolling through the podcast charts and seeing who else has a podcast, who is a woman, who is a potential guest, who do I want to get to know, and your name popped up very clearly. I started to follow you on LinkedIn, and I knew that I wanted to get you on the show, and I knew you could share some valuable information to my audience. So it's been fascinating because it's been a couple of months since we tried to set up this interview, and now we're finally here. So I am glad we both made it. So LinkedIn and personal branding, that's what you're doing today. And we're going to talk about that on an episode, but I always like to ask about people's journey because I know you've not been doing LinkedIn forever. You did something before. So can you take us back to what you did before and how it came to be like it is today? Absolutely. So I'm a studied social scientist and doctor of philosophy. And when you have that, you can do any job and no job at all. 
So I literally started with being a library manager, building up a library from scratch in the United Arab Emirates. So I left Germany at the age of 23, moved to the UAE, had this job, did it for three and a half years, then moved out of working for the government into working in private economy for two and a half years, working in marketing. And I realized at the age of 29, damn, I'm making a huge mistake. I'm living an illusion. And the illusion is... I'll be happy in my next job without actually understanding what happiness means to me. You know what? I'll be successful in my next job. Wait, but am I not successful? So to cut the long story short, I was miserable. I felt sick. I looked crap. I was consuming like a crazy person. So I quit my job, went on nine months sabbatical to declutter, to detox, to hit the reset button, asked myself a trillion questions found my own unique way of living and literally failed myself up to my dream lifestyle and career. And that is being a LinkedIn strategist and a personal branding coach. Now, that was a very short version of a lot of transformation. So you had moved to uh, United Arab Emirates before you made a transition from corporate to, uh, you know, working for yourself. I find that interesting because I, you know, I've lived in Germany. I've spent some time, I wouldn't say a lot, but I've often traveled to the United Arab Emirates. What makes you want to stay there? I love the weather. To be super honest, having sunshine almost every day is phenomenal. That's a big reason. Another reason is the fact that this city is obsessed with growth and with thinking big. So if you like that, if that is part of your values as well, you'll be incredibly happy here. It's an international community, so you have people from over 220 different cultures. If you like that, again, I know it's not for everybody, it is phenomenal. Well, and the tax situation also isn't too bad, if I want to phrase it that way. Well, I live in Switzerland, so... <laughs> you know, it's a factor. Like, it's important. I'm, I stopped being ashamed saying that because when you run a business, you need to be smart with the way how money comes and where money goes. So if you find solutions that are 100% legal and aligned, why not making use of them? Obviously, and this becomes a bigger factor when you're making multiple six and, and seven figures uh, where you live and where you pay taxes. Yeah, but the weather, that is important. I come from Iceland. <laughs> the weather is all kinds. It's nice in the summer, but ooh, the winter, it's tricky. So yeah, I can totally get the weather part. So you don't have to ask every day, how's the weather? It's just the same. Yes, here they say same, same, but different. <laughs> <laughs> Do you escape in the summer? Yes. So every summer I give my best to escape for approximately eight weeks or so. So I usually spend it in Europe because here it gets incredibly hot. So 55 degrees or so. And starting from this summer, actually from this spring, I decided to change the way how I live. So I want to split my time because I get more and more clients and speaking and training opportunities from Europe. So I decided to keep my residency here live in the UAE, yes, but spend, I don't know, maybe five months or so, the summer and, and uh, autumn in Europe, because that's where the money is. This is where my family is. And let's see, maybe that lifestyle of having two places is worth something. I don't know. And I know that if I'm not sure, I usually test something in order to figure out because I don't want to die one day thinking, oh, I wish I could and I had the courage, man, I wish. Yeah. Well, I live in two places. Iceland and Switzerland. So <laughs> they're both wintry places. So, uh, but still, that's where family is. And that's why I've chosen those two places. Yes. So you went very fast through your story. How did you discover 
LinkedIn for yourself? Well, I, during my sabbatical, realized at a certain stage that I need to have a blog because I was writing my PhD thesis and my professor would always write something like, no humor, sarcasm not allowed, be academic in your writing. And I thought, I want to shoot myself. I need a container to express it, to, to get that out of my system. And after reading so many biographies and stories and this podcast for all of these American, Northern American speakers and authors and whatever, I realized that, well, they all have a web page or a blog, so I need to start blogging. And I realized, okay, cool, so I'm going to build, I, I'm going to build a web page, but I need to have traffic on that web page. So I need social media for that. So I taught myself what social media is and how it works, started on Instagram and Facebook. And I got all of these horrible pictures of a specific body part of a specific gender. And a lot of these horrible messages like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. You're so pretty. You're so sexy. I want to marry you. Do you go out for coffee with me? And I realized, I need a platform where people have a brain, where they want to learn and where they're going to listen to me, not only like watch the pictures and well, LinkedIn was it. I used the same content that I posted on Instagram and Facebook on LinkedIn. And after maybe, what, six months or so, people started commenting. They started listening. And I realized LinkedIn is the platform because people there want to hear my story. And how did the personal branding come into it? It came into it when I realized, or during the sabbatical, I asked myself, What do successful people and people who are self-made, whatever that means, what do they do differently than an average gray person who is not happy and who dies with regrets? And I realized that the difference is people who who are happy and successful in in their life, they focus on their passion. So first they figure out what their passion is. Then they ridiculously work on it and sharpen it, make it better. And then they use social media and all sorts of PR and marketing tactics in order to spread their message, in order to create value. Well, and that whole process, somewhat, the majority of people call it personal branding. And I was fascinated and I said... I had a conversation with the universe and I said, dear universe, please listen, I'm fascinated by that stuff. So I want to test it on myself. And if it works, and if you want me to succeed, let me know. Because if I succeed, I promise I will teach the rest of the world or those who want to learn how to market themselves, how to use social media in order to make a difference, to make money. I swear to you, I'm going to teach others, but I need to see for myself that this stuff actually works. And well, it worked. <laughs> so now you uh, yeah, are basically an expert in LinkedIn and personal branding. And you have embraced uh, not just obviously the blogging part, like you told us just before, but you are on video. It looks like it's daily, but I don't know. Maybe it's not daily. It's just what I see. <laughs> I am, I would say five times per week. I have the honor of being one of the early LinkedIn live testers. I know that it's still in the beta version. And I realized that this is such a beautiful tool of connecting with your audience. And all of the LinkedIn lives that I do are based on a question that somebody actually sent me. And I get so many 
wonderful messages and thank you notes and people comment and repost that. And for me, that's important because I don't use social media to hashtag look at me, hashtag blessed, hashtag woke up like this, hashtag on a boat. I use it to hashtag make a difference. And so my content is about others and it's for others. It's about solving real world problems because this is the content that I would enjoy. I put a lot of humor on top. So I also call myself an edutainer over the years, somehow got this, this hat or badge, you're an edutainer. And it, it works. And I believe that video is the most powerful way how to connect with people. And if you can even go and use LinkedIn Lives, which requires a little bit of training, like Instagram Live or any other life, do it. Because the value that you can add is massive. So now I would like to ask you, how does someone grow their LinkedIn following? And this basically build up this personal brand on LinkedIn, like, you know, show up as a professional person doing business and wanting to do business with other business owners. Sure. So we have five steps. In the beginning, it's all about the profile. And people need to understand that the profile is not really a CV. A lot of people believe that you need to have an online CV on LinkedIn. That's not the case. For me, a LinkedIn profile is like a second web page or a landing page. So you need to squeeze or use every section of the profile to make it look impressive, to tell a great story, to, to make sure that people get into your funnel and that it's visually pleasing and it's aesthetic and that it's interesting. So sharpen your profile and build your profile like a landing page. That's the absolute foundation. Once you have that, you need to create content, step number two. And it's very important that you... I mean, a lot of people that I know, they want to build a thought leadership personal brand or they want to be the go-to expert. And I find it very difficult if they just repost stuff or just comment. You need to share your expertise. You need to tell me what kind of problems you solve. For whom do you solve these problems? What is the end result? When do I get it? And the best way to package that is through stories, through your story, through client stories. So create content and when you have the feeling that in the beginning it's overwhelming, then follow Gary Vaynerchuk's advice, which is don't create content, but document first. Document your story, literally with your smartphone. Everybody can do that. Don't create fancy PDF files or hardcore videos. Literally just create a status update with, I don't know, five and a half sentences, use five hashtags, and then celebrate that because that's the beginning of a beautiful content strategy. Step number three, you need to expand your social network. On LinkedIn, it's the only platform you can build uh, up to 30,000 connections. And it's important that when you reach out to these people, just don't take your phone and like uh, connect, 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 connect. That's spamming people. You need to give them a, a message. So why would you want to connect with them? What do you have in common? Give them the option to say yes or no and do that on a regular basis. So don't wait for people to approach you. Also connect with people that you don't know. That's a big factor I realized in the German, Swiss and Austrian region. A lot of people over there are like, I don't connect with strangers. They're all psychopaths. No, they're not. Choose the people that you like or that you feel interest are interesting, connect with them. That was step three. 
Step number four is lead generation, because if you just wait for people to approach you, for me, that's hope and strategy is not a hope. So if you have a business, you need to get those leads. And I believe in a strategy that is based on conversations. So you need to have conversations with people and you need to get them off LinkedIn into your funnel and ideally on the phone. And that massively depends on how your funnel you know, is built and what kind of people you're approaching and do you have a service or a product. So there are a trillion different ways you need to test what works for you. And the last point, number five, is public relations. For me, public relations is somewhat the um, like the oil on which marketing is like sliding a little bit better because PR in the end is about what other people and institutions say about you. So make sure that you have strategic collaborations, that you are a speaker, that you're a panelist, that you are invited to podcast interviews, that you write for a fancy article, that you have a book, maybe get an award. And there are so many other aspects, but I don't want to overwhelm. So let's repeat number one profile Number two, content. Number three, network. Number four, lead gen. Number five, PR. So building those 30,000, that sounds a lot. You know, I think Facebook is 5,000. That's the block that they have for friends. And there are company pages on LinkedIn, but that doesn't really work. Well, it depends. It depends on your business and it depends on your target. So if you are a small or medium size a one-woman show. And to be honest, you don't want to grow your team beyond, let's say, seven people, then I would not use company pages. I would rather make sure that everybody builds a great profile and starts creating content because people follow people 11 times more likely than a company page. Now, if you are an international brand and if you have offices here or there and you're going to grow massively, then it makes sense to have a company page. But also on that company page, you need to feature the stories of your employees, especially nowadays, I believe that personal branding becomes the new company branding. So it's away from, oh, look at us, we have this new service, or oh, we're celebrating our anniversary. It's all about why should I work for you? And how's your company culture? And who are the faces behind your brand? And what do you stand for? And do you make sure that what you produce is aligned with the new whatever agenda that keeps our planet safe and green? So yeah, start with, with the private profiles first and then depending on the overall strategy for your business and its growth, it maybe makes sense to also work with company pages. So you are doing five videos a week. Now, obviously, as a LinkedIn expert, that maybe makes sense. But what about someone who is not a LinkedIn expert but wants to expand their profile? What would you suggest? How much content and how often? So what is important to me is consistency. If somebody says, I can only post once per week, totally fine. But then please post once per week over the next period, over the period of the next six months. Because I believe that people learn slowly and forget fast. And it's more important that you consistently show up than posting seven times in week number one, not posting in week two, posting three times in week number three, and week number four, ah, you actually don't feel like it or you're burned out. So have an honest conversation with yourself. Have a look at your time, your resources, 
Do you have a team and what kind of content you would like to create? And then design a routine around it. So make sure that you sit down, for example, once per month or every two weeks and you create one article and two status updates and maybe a short video. And you do that. And when you kind of prepare or when you when you really have a system that allows you to continuously create content, it doesn't feel that overwhelming. So better start with less content, but you show up instead of posting massively. So in the beginning, I'd say once or twice per week would be wonderful. And then you can increase it to three times or four times. And guess what? The way how social media works is that once you see results in the sense of likes and comments and shares, it's going to trigger dopamine in you. So you will like it. You will get a little bit addicted. You see the results. So that will encourage you to post even more. And how do you find those 30,000 people? Let's say that was somebody's goal. And I know once I got a mess, it's like, how do I make a maximum connection? What is the maximum connection I can make per day? And I was like, oh, don't do that. Obviously not my client. Uh, but yeah, what, what is the strategy if you want to grow through connections? Yeah, so the maximum number per day of connections that you can send out is 75. I would not do that. I would stop somewhere around 50 or maybe 60 because you don't want to fall you know, underneath the radar of LinkedIn. But the best way to do it is to literally ask yourself to go one step back and have a look at your social network. And, and I don't mean the online version, I mean your social network, your human being connections. If it wouldn't matter how old I am, which gender I have, which skin color I have, sexual orientation, religion, with whom would I be connected? What kind of people would I have in my social network? Would it be more mentors? Would it be more authors, people who work in, I don't know, social media? Or would it be more lawyers? Or would it be creative people? So create this dream list of people with certain occupations or people living in specific cities that you would like. So maybe create, let's say, five to, or three in the beginning to make it easy. And then use LinkedIn's filter function. And that function doesn't exist on any other social media platform like that. So you can literally use LinkedIn's filters to figure out what's the title of the person that I want to connect with. So let's say you're looking for more speaking gigs and you're looking for more speaking gigs in Austria, Germany, and Switzerland. So you would type in conference organizer and choose the countries that I've just mentioned. And then you would click on second degree connections because first degree are the people that you're already connected with. Doesn't make sense. And then LinkedIn gives you a, like on Google, when you search for something, like a search engine results page within LinkedIn, and in there you have a huge list. And let's say there are 300 people that could be interesting, and we really set up the rule, we connect with 50 per day. Well, that's almost a week of work. Connect with these people, send an individualized connection request, and then get them on the phone. Yes. But the problem is like, I guess I'm on the receiving end on, on a lot of messages and they are just so bad. Like someone trying to teach me how to make six figures and I already make multiple seven figures. Like, didn't they just, they could have listened to my podcast or gone to my profile on my website and they would have figured it out right away. I guess that's where we're like, oh, how can I be the person that actually sends out the message? How can I be the nice person? I mean, ask yourself, 
what you would appreciate and what annoys the hell out of you. So don't do what you hate and fine tune your message in a way that it makes sense. I mean, I only connect with people that I find interesting and where I think, yeah, there could be a potential collaboration, but just don't pitch in the first message and don't pitch in the second message. So don't pitch and don't sell really make sure that you connect with the person and that you understand who they are and what they do. And maybe even when you cannot work together, maybe you can introduce that person to another person. I mean, that's perfect. That's also what happens regularly. I, I connect with somebody and I realize, oh, okay, that person actually is in a total different field than I thought based on studying that person's profile. Totally fine. We're connected. Now understand what the person stands for. And I know some people who are hardcore. They created an Excel sheet and in there they have the countries and the cities and the name of the person and then the field of expertise. So the next time when somebody says, oh, I'm looking for, they open the Excel sheet and they're like, yeah, here. And then they connect these people. Damn, that's the beauty of LinkedIn. Yeah. Well, these are true connectors that have such a system. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was fascinated when I heard that for the first time. I said, really? And they're like, yeah. Well, okay. it's probably the only way to really remember who you might know when you are trying to recommend someone. Yeah, powerful. So you have built a business in the United Arab Emirates. And I know that your podcast is in German, right? But you're are doing business in English. Can you explain how that works? Because I have a lot of, uh, I wouldn't maybe say bilingual, but let's say I have a lot of German speakers in my audience, for instance, that were thinking about international and they're wondering how they might that work or people from any other country, especially in Europe where we have so many languages, but they can see that sometimes it's somehow easier to build a business in English. On the other hand, it's also harder because there's more competition. So can you kind of explain your business and how that works to do this in two languages? Yeah, absolutely. So I started here in the UAE because I was living here. I mean, I'm here since 12 years. And I just literally threw out my services and I said, let's see who likes that stuff. I literally totally naively said, I let the market decide. And I realized that the US and Canada and Europe seemed to be the continents which were the most interested. I was like, okay, good, fine. Let's focus on these. So I brought up cultural examples of you know, these different cultures and I gave my best to speak that language and I got more and more gigs, speaking gigs and, you know, clients out of these areas. And I realized at a certain stage that there were more and more people coming from the German region and or the German speaking region. And LinkedIn isn't or wasn't that popular. A lot of people would use Xing, which is somewhat similar, although the, the focus is more on job search and not so much on brand building, elite generation, whatever. And I realized, gosh, there's such an amazing market there that is untapped. And a friend of mine or a mentor allowed me to, to moderate one of his events and to be a speaker on it. And I said, you know, let's just try it. So I went there, delivered my first keynote in German, and I was very, very nervous. I was shit scared because I didn't know how they would react. Like either they would send me into mental house or they would just boo me off the stage or they would like it. I was like, okay, I just risk all it. And they liked it. So this is when I realized, okay, I need to tap into the German speaking market. So I 
researched on what's the best way content-wise to tap into a new market. And guess what people said? It's a podcast. So I was like, okay, cool. So I started with a German-speaking podcast and it was very well received. As you said, it's one of the best-selling podcasts in the German iTunes charts and in the marketing section. So I realized um, that I keep on doing, uh, like my main content will always be English because the whole world almost speaks English. But I figured out that there are two outlets or two content types that I will produce just for the German-speaking market, which is the podcast and the uh, LinkedIn learning courses that I do with LinkedIn in Austria. That's something that's only available in German or for the German-speaking market, but content-wise, it's the same content in, in both languages. So when there's somebody who freaks out, it's like, oh my God, what is this about? It's like, here, that's the same thing. It's just not a podcast, it's a video. Or, oh, what was in that course? Okay, it's not a course, but it is whatever. So um, that's what works for me. Again, 10, 15% of what I do most probably in, in German, rest in English and that perfectly works for me, but everybody needs to figure out what their clients want. I mean, and, and how the demand is. And then based on that, make sure that you offer what the market needs. But I like that you, you haven't actually kind of gone ahead and create two profiles and, you know, started to post on LinkedIn in German. You, you, you kept your business as is, and this is kind of like you could even call this like creative new outlet, see how it works. And you could have stopped at any time that podcast if you didn't like it. Obviously, it's well received. And from there, you can get speaking engagement and send people to an online course, but you've not changed your English speaking business. Exactly. And I mean, the people that I want to work with, they understand English and German anyway. So as you said, for me, it's a nice add-on. It's a experimenting phase. And as you said, when I don't like it or when I realize that people don't want it anymore, fine, I don't take it personally. I just take it down and it's okay. I gave my best to experiment and to find out. No, I love it because uh, this question pops up every week in my community uh, how to combine. And I always say you, it's two businesses if you go full in, but there is a way. And that's why I wanted you to explain how you did it, because I think you found a beautiful way without it distracting your current business too much. Yeah. I'm happy with it. Yes. <laughs> Natalie, it's been wonderful to connect with you today, to hear your story, to hear your tips on LinkedIn and personal branding. What's the best way for people to find you online? Well, obviously your podcast, if someone is German speaking, the name of your podcast is? Yeah. So it's either the podcast or it is LinkedIn or Instagram. These are my favorite platforms. Beautiful. We'll connect it all in the show notes for you guys so that you have the links right there. Natalia, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. I had a phenomenal time and we definitely keep in touch. We will. Go to the show notes at sigma.com forward slash 373, where you can find a link to sign up for the live bootcamp. Create your recession-proof offer in less than 48 hours. At the show notes, you'll also find links to Natalia and her brand new book, Personal Branding with LinkedIn. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? Please let me know by tagging me on Instagram and leaving a review on Apple Podcast. That helps other entrepreneurs like yourself find this podcast and listen to it. I'll see you in the next episode.